Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Northern Trust. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, here it is, bud. The first leg of the playoffs in an absolutely stacked field. Absolutely stacked. What up, Rick? What up, friends of the Jock Market? Uh, I'm fired up. I like these last sort of run up in three weeks here where where there's more than just first on the line. It's advancing. It's surviving advance. There's a ton of different storylines. Like you mentioned, I think um, our buddy Nasferatu tweeted out this may be the strongest field ever. Uh, so awesome. Looking forward to it. Northern Trust, baby. Yeah, outside of major championships and the players, this is the strongest field ever, which is crazy because this is stronger than, I mean, it's stronger than the Masters this year. It's just absolutely jam-packed, and most of these guys are playing well, which I think is going to create a lot of value in the jock market this evening. I want to look back at last week real quick, but before I do that, uh, if you're here, uh, this can certainly be interactive. Don't be afraid to throw uh, your questions, your comments, your concerns into the chat. Also, while you're there, Drop in your Jock Market username. That is going to enter you into a draw for Jock Bucks. We've got $100 to give away this evening, and we will do that five times throughout the show. And of course, if you have not made a deposit yet, go ahead and use the code POWER. It is the best deposit code available. It is a match up to 50 so, Joe, when we get a field this stacked, when we get a field with a shorter cut, right, 124 down to the cut line, I think there's going to be a lot of that value again, right? The fours, the fives, even the $3 range, I think, is certainly in play this evening. Absolutely, yeah. Less people, so we're not dealing with 156 or 160 players. So, uh, certainly, the percentage of the field that is going to get through that cut line is greater, but I mean, make no mistake, like this thing is so stacked at the top with big names. They're all here. They're all coming in in good form. Um, I would be relatively surprised if we didn't see the winner come from the top of the board. But but what we see week in and week out is that you don't have to win, right? A T3 like I had on Roger Sloan last week can go a long way on like a $3 Roger Sloan who, who ends up in that playoff. Um, so you don't have to win. There's a ton of value all the way across the board, but we've kind of seen that sweet spot. And I'm sure you'll pull up the numbers in a second, right around five bucks. And I think that's exactly what kids was last week, right? Exactly. $5. And speaking yeah. of speaking of not winning, not having to win, um, Russell Henley, not sure if you heard Joe did, did not win last week. And this is the absolute perfect example of why, the jock market is different because I myself was holding a Russell Henley 40 to one outright. And you know what I did with that ticket, Joe? I ripped it up because it was uh, completely worthless. However, in the jock market last Wednesday evening, he sold for $7 and 31 cents a share. He paid out $12 a share, meaning you made money and a good chunk of money, $4 and 69 cents a share on Russell Henley. I could not illustrate the difference and kind of why this should also be part of your process week in and week out than that, than that uh, situation right there. Yeah. It's so hard to win. And in this gives you basically the ability to try and predict someone to outperform their expectation which his expectation going into the weekend certainly wasn't that he was going to shoot one over on Saturday and Sunday, but his expectation heading into the tournament was that he was 35, 40 to one pretty much everywhere. So a T seven finish still almost doubles your money, still makes you profitable on all shares on Russell Henley for the week, uh, still brings you up in the positive and you don't have the heartbreaking 
you know, leading through 68 holes <laughs> of the week and then you win absolutely zero and you get totally wiped out. So um, it, it once again is a great case for for jock market and why we enjoy it so much. Yeah, so just to kind of recap some of the guys near the top, as you mentioned, Joe, Kevin Kisner went for $5 last Wednesday, paid out all the full $25 a share. Adam Scott, he had his crack at winning it. He had a four-foot, 11-inch putt to win it himself. He went for $5.50 last Wednesday. He paid out $20 a share. And then Siwoo Kim, $6.08 in IPO, $18 a share. So there is uh, money to be made. Even Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson went for $10.26 and turned your profit last week you know that so it, it's it, it it was it was a pretty good week for a lot of people i imagine yeah Webb was i believe the second highest that we had ever seen him we kind of saw that initially uh, sort of go up and vault up early in the in the night and kind of stayed there um and you're right i mean he played great he played enough to outperform his his level expectation and made anyone money on the week and that's sort of all you can ask when a guy um, goes out there and has a great approach week like Webb had and just didn't, in the end, make enough putts uh, to win the tournament. Yeah, there you go. Austin in the chat as well said, 33 shares of Russell Henley made me $145. My outright made me zero. I zero. feel your pain, Austin, but good job <laughs> on the shares there. Okay, Joe, so where we're at, if you're new, and I see a lot of new names in the chat, so welcome. Come on in. Don't be afraid. Okay. Um this is the IPO phase, the end of it, because right before 9 p.m. Eastern time, around 857, 858, 859, something like that, uh, this IPO phase is going to close. So right now we are bidding on shares of golfers, and, and I'll reveal the big board here in just a few minutes, and we'll, we'll talk about what the prices are for all of these guys. But Joe, I mean, to me, the reason, the reason we do this show right now is because this is the most critical time of the jock market phase. And then once we're through tonight, we'll go into live trading. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the only time, right? So this is, this is the 45 minutes leading up where you're going to either get shares allocated that you had a, a bid sufficient enough to reward those, or you're going to get nothing. So this is where you build that initial portfolio. Then once guys, you know, immediately after this thing closes at nine o'clock, you can sell any of those shares. You can bid on other people's shares. So it keeps moving and is totally fluid uh, from basically nine o'clock tonight until the final putt is hold on Sunday. This is the time. Like when we see it most, the last sort of five minutes are absolute electricity. It's lightning. You got to have quick fingers if you're new to this and, and make sure that you have your guys sort of targeted and circled and, and favorited uh, so you can create a short list going into those final couple crucial minutes. Yeah, absolutely right. Make sure they're in your favorites list so that you are aware. Make sure you have your notifications on, all that good stuff for the next uh, you know, 40 minutes or so. And also, Joe, listen, I, I know we live in a world where golf is the only sport that is happening, but uh, this little game called football, I believe, is coming back. And I imagine the... the um, the opportunities in jock market are going to be plentiful for that sport as well. Yeah, NFL is awesome. I'll tell you right now. They got a Thursday night contest. They do a Monday night contest. I believe they have like a couple of separate ones on Sunday, if I remember correctly, like for the 1 o'clock games, the 4 o'clock games, and the Sunday night game. So tons of opportunity. You don't have to hit every one, but – but, it, you know, the process is the same as we do here in golf and they have MLB going live. So, so they're continuing to add sports. They're continuing to add states. Uh, they're continuing to add users. And it's great to see some some new names in the chat as well, like you mentioned. 
Absolutely. So this is uh, before I reveal the big board. What we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, Joe, is de is deciding on our market movers. So this is our opportunity to each go on the record for three golfers: one a blue chip stock, one a mid cap option, and then a penny stock down at the bottom that we are going to be laser focused on this evening. Let's start at the bottom. Let's go with the penny stocks first, Joe. Right. Is there someone down the board? And of course, as you say their name you will bump up their price. But is there someone down there that you're interested in this evening? So a relatively cheap guy in perspective of some other fantasy formats in the odds boards that I kind of like this week a little bit is Adam Hadwin. So I looked at back at Hadwin's previous couple of when he had either a first or second on the PGA Tour. And in leading into those events, he really carried a couple of good finishes going in, which which – Leads me to think two things. One, he's sort of a streaky player. And two, once he kind of gets it going and figures something out, he continues to sort of hold that form for a little bit of a run. Uh, you know, good tee to green and approach numbers the last two weeks, back-to-back top tens. Has some experience on this course, not only back in 2019, but also was a member of the, the President's Cup team who came here as well. I, I know he was paired with Hideki a couple of times during that run, and, and I think they have the point against, like, Spieth and, and Reed. So they played pretty well together. Hot form, coming in okay with a little bit of experience and knowledge around Liberty National. I think Hadwin makes a nice little penny stock acquisition. Adam Hadwin for Joe. And I'm going to go with another Canadian. I'm going to go with Roger Sloan. I, I just think that uh, we have to continue to put the respect on his name. He's been trending in the right direction. He he played well last week. He was in that six-way playoff, and he was one of only two golfers in the first playoff hole who had a putt for birdie to win the darn thing. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was solid, and I like this thing, Joe. And this is kind of outside the numbers, where you know guys get to the finish line, and we saw it. We we saw it with Seamus Power. He gets to the finish line, he wins, and you always wonder. How is he going to react after that? Roger Sloan has not gotten to the finish line yet. There is a lot of work still to do. He's playing well. He's trending in the right direction. Two Canadians for us in terms of the penny stocks. Let's move up to the mid-caps. Um, Joe, lead us off here in the middle. Yeah, how about a guy we talked about a little bit ago? I don't mind going back to Webb Simpson, and I liked Webb last week. Um, I, I, I see things trending in the right direction. So back to back to back top 20s for him. He had his best week with his irons in terms of strokes gained approach last week at the Wyndham that he has ever had on the PGA Tour in his entire career. So he's striking the ball great. Uh, we talked about it last week, how Paul Tesori, his caddy, mentioned that he had it was dealing with some sort of health issues in terms of some some lingering symptoms of COVID earlier this summer. He finally feels healthy. He feels in a good place both mentally and physically, coming off a great finish at the Wyndham. I don't mind going back here. He's got a couple of top 20s in both times he's played this event as well. So um, good form coming in, a little bit of course history sprinkled in. Uh, I'll go right back to Webb. Yeah, not only led the field in strokes gain approach last week, led it in strokes gain ball striking. It's a really good foundation for Webb Simpson. That's Joe's mid-cap. I'm going with Maverick McNeely, a golfer that uh, we haven't seen in a little bit, but he's been just racking up these top 20s, these top 30s. And again, in this market, in the jock market, all you need to do is outperform your expectation. That's it. It doesn't matter if that's 31st, 51st, 
21st. It doesn't matter as long as you outperform your expectation. And of course, the expect expectation is the price at IPO this golfer is going to sell for, or if you acquire him later, the price that you paid for said golfer. And I think Maverick McNeely is certainly capable of doing that. Time for the big boys here in the market movers show. And these are going to be the guys that are going to move the market this evening for the next half hour or so. Where are you going at the top? I'm going to go all the way up there probably oh this week. I and It's not Rom. It's not Rom. I like Morikawa a lot. Okay. And I usually don't play Colin, but he is such a safe play right now, Rick, at the top to like consistently perform. 26th in his last start, which was a little bit of an outlier. But six of the seven starts before that finished in the top 10, including the win that we all know about. He's the best tee to green player in the field over the last 24 rounds. We know that he's the best sort of ball striker walking planet Earth right now. I feel really safe with him. Bent grass greens here, which is clearly his best surface in terms of putting splits as well. Um, I think that he just makes a really safe play to come like right near the top of the leaderboard come Sunday. I certainly always up near the top of the list. I'm going with another non-ROM option near the top, and I'm going with Rory. I just think we are seeing a version of Rory McIlroy that is much more reminiscent of the early 2020 version of Rory, the late 2019 version of him. We know that he struggled with his irons and his wedges over the course of the past, I mean, 15 months. He's starting to figure those out a little bit, and I, I just cannot wait to see the price that Rory goes for this evening. So someone we're going to have to keep a very close eye on Joe, but those are our market movers, bud. Love it. All right. It is time. I'm ready to reveal the big board. Uh, and before I, so this big board is the live pricing. We've tapped into the jock market and we know the pricing for the golfers and uh, there can only be one man at the top of the board here. And it is, it is John Rom. He is currently $9 and 19 cents. He is the number one pre-ranked golfer, meaning he breaks all ties. If he finishes in a six way tie for third, he gets the full third place share because he is projected rank number one. And if you are a buyer of John Rom at $9 and 19 cents, you are asking him to finish about 10th or better Joe absolutely no surprise uh, I imagine he is going to snap through the $10 mark at some point this evening John Rahm has been nothing uh, but spectacular spectacular is right um, this guy just has a feel to him right now that that he's the prohibited favorite every time he tees it up and he's worth it this is kind of feels to me like where where DJ was like after the Masters last year where just seeing his name in the field makes you second guess every other outright pick that you make because you're like, yeah. yeah, 35 to 1 on Hovland's great, but John Rahm's in the field. He's probably just going to win. Um, that's where it feels like we're at with Rahm. I, the price has been deserving. He's always been the most popular guy in jock markets, so nothing new I wouldn't expect tonight. Um, great form, great player, should be totally geared up to sort of run through this playoff run with great success. Right below John Rahm is Colin Morikawa currently going for $8 a share. That's the bid for Mr. Morikawa, which is essentially asking him to finish 13th or better. And then we got a couple of guys in the sevens, just, just two, Daniel Berger and Rory McIlroy. We already talked about Rory McIlroy. Speaking of safe options, uh, seemingly Daniel Berger, his floor is, uh, I don't want to say one of the best, but like just very, very strong floor uh, out of DB here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, three of the three of the last four events he's played, he's basically doubled his price there, um, and he's great. Like, I wonder, 
Where do you feel like this course sets up in terms of what strengths are going to play important roles? Because he's been so solid just about everywhere, but you see guys like Spieth and Casey also up there. It kind of leads me to believe that that maybe people are going with a little bit more short game and accuracy type player. Do you feel like bombers are going to have an advantage? Where have you kind of landed on on course setup at Liberty National? Yeah, bombers always have an advantage, but I do think that uh, you're going to want to play out of the fairway here. Some of the picks that I was looking at earlier are, I mean, there's some spots out there where the rough is going to, it's it's going to hurt you. So uh, I do think that if you're a little bit shorter and Berger is not particularly long off the tee, but he's not short either. The, the ability to play out of the short grass, I think is going to be important. Now, uh, if you start missing fairways, yeah, you might have to tap into that little short game magic. And I, I don't think, I don't think we're going to get a birdie fest, Joe. I would say 12 to 16 under. I think is kind of fair is where I'm kind of pegging this. It's tough because we don't have a lot of history. We don't come here every year. It's kind of tricky and it's a little weather dependent, but that's, that's kind of where I'm pegging this at the moment. Yeah. Going back, you know, at the last time we did see an event here, the leaderboard is kind of a a strange, I don't think it's what we expected heading into that week. Obviously Patrick Reed won, but you had guys like Snedeker and answer and, and Varner up there as well. So um, you know, kind of an interesting dynamic, certainly not a group that you would think there in terms of just driving distance and, and T to green prowess. Um, a lot of guys that are very crafty and creative around the greens and, and happen to putt well that week. So we'll, we'll kind of see how this thing shakes out. Before we go back to the big board, let me give away a little bit of cash. So if you want to enter a draw to win $20 into the jock market, and I've got $100 to give away this evening, it's very simple. Just drop your jock market username in the chat, just like caster joshua did congratulations we'll get you set up with your twenty dollars into the jock market usually takes a couple of days so uh bear with us there but i've got 80 more dollars to give away and i'll do it throughout the evening very simple to enter and um yeah pretty easy to win as well uh looking at the board here joe uh rory mcelroy did pass daniel Berger, so mcelroy up to seven dollars and 20 cents and then as you mentioned casey and spieth but here's here are a couple of question marks, uh, and I have no idea what the public sentiment is going to be for Bryson DeChambeau this week, and I have no idea what the public sentiment for Hideki Matsuyama is going to be. I think we talked about this last week with Hideki. Generally, just uh, uh, underowned, just just overlooked, whatever that means, just a little bit more than I think he should be. Bryson certainly doesn't fly under any radars, uh, but he is. I, I don't think there is a lot of positive sentiment on him at the moment. So kind of polar opposites in terms of the jock market in results. Like Hideki, what we've seen since we started doing this show is when this thing closes down at, at 8.59 p.m. and you and I get our first look at like 9 o'clock, well, you and I are always like, wow, Hideki is is lower than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> Pretty much always. And you can see there's some massive returns in the numbers. He seems to be seemingly undervalued on a consistent basis. Bryson, on the other hand, has been probably the most overvalued player, period, across the jock market. You, if you pull up his numbers for a second – um, almost a perennial loser with the exception of the World Golf Championship. Um, you know, last time he teed it up where he, he made a little bit decent return. But look at how many big-time yeah. negative numbers there are there during this past run-up through the summer. Um, just hasn't been making people money. 
the volatility is there with him. I mentioned how safe a guy like Morikawa was in terms of top tening. Bryson just isn't that guy that he's going to top 10 six out of seven tournaments ever, probably. He's going to have his sort of peak moments and his pop, and I think a lot of it comes down to course fit for him. But he's also going to have some volatile miscuts and some T50s in there, which make it hard to return a profit in this type of market. Yeah, the the ideal like six event stretch for Bryson is like win, win, miscut, miscut, T21, T18. He'd be like, yeah, I'll take that like all the time. (laughs) That's kind of what he's built himself around. And I think that he's okay with that. It's just, uh, you know, you got to find those right moments to, to plug him in. Your market mover, uh, Webb Simpson, is $5.84, but Scotty Scheffler is $6.01. Now, I think, I personally think there's a lot of things going in, in Scotty's favor, and some of these might not matter, but they also might. One, I think he's just been good, right? I think he's just shown us that over the course of his young career, he can show up in big spots. If you take the last 10 years of just playoff history and look at the strokes gain numbers uh, per round. Scotty Scheffler's number one. Now the caveat is he's only played 12 rounds, right? It's only one year's worth of playoffs. But also if you look at strong fields, I filtered it by uh, 700 strength, the field or better, which is basically your WGCs, your, your major championships, your players, your all that good stuff. Um, he's like sixth behind DJ and, and Ram and Hideki and Roar. I mean, he's just, he's a big game hunter and we know he can go low. I'm, I'm getting very excited. The longer the week goes on about Scotty Scheffler's chances this week. You know, I was on him at the WGC and it was like, it gets to the point where, you know, he finished 14th, but it felt like going into Sunday, he was right in the mix to win this thing. And I know that there's been a couple of tournaments like that. Um, My guy, Ryan had a stat and I'm not sure the exact numbers in terms of round by round scoring, but very much so a guy that jumps out of the gates early and his round four scoring numbers are below average in terms of the PGA Tour. So maybe a great spot in, in something like Jock Market to to jump on him and get those early shares early, let those bid prices come in and, and potentially cut bait heading into Sunday. But I don't you know I don't want to give him that moniker. He's so young just yet that he's not a closer. You know, like we give to other guys like Finau. Um, I don't want to label him that way because. I think that there's so much raw talent there. The ability to just drive it long and straight anywhere he tees it up always puts him in great position to make a lot of birdies. Uh, and something like that is always going to hold its value. Yeah, for sure. As we start to enter the $5 range, this is where uh, we have seen over the last you know handful of months, this is where a lot of the value comes from. Now, these guys might not finish at these prices because we have about 20 minutes to go in this IPO phase, but there's a lot of big names here, Joe. Uh, your guy, Brooks Kepka is here, our, our champion the last time we played this at Liberty National. Patrick Reed is here, Victor Hovland, Harris English, Dustin Johnson. Who of these golfers are you have, you know, have you clicked into your favorites for this evening? Yeah, I like Brooks this week. Um, I usually like Brooks, so not a huge surprise there. Although I will say I was totally off of him and faded him at St. Jude. I just It was just kind of a gut feel thing for me with him. I feel like I've developed a pretty good barometer over the years on when he's going to play well. The, the three events before that, all top six or better. Um, so the form is definitely there. I, I feel like there's a certain aspect of, you know, he got the win earlier this year at Waste Management, right? But 
if he can't win one of these big events down the stretch, like he's going to look back at this season and be like unsuccessful. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I didn't win anything big. Like this is, yeah. this is a fail for me. This, this super season has been. So I think that he really is geared up and in a spot now where he's motivated, we're going to see him uh, hopefully back to back to back weeks here. And I think that he's got a lot at stake for himself personally to really go out there and compete and, and try and put a notch in his belt heading into next year because he did go over in the majors. We know that matters to him, but there's some big time paydays on the line. There's big time fields. He wants to play well. I think it's time to to get back on him. How dare Brooks Kepka not win one of the six majors this season? You know? Let's, it, let's it, it, he's in a big drought here right what is he up to eight majors or something without winning one but you know like he'll tell you like he'll be the first to say that like i didn't win a major and there were six of them like i, I failed probably um, the longest drought of his career i'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah but he was he was there in a couple which i think is yes, gonna, like of part of the disappointment where i think at the pga championship looking back he's gonna feel like he should have won that He's going to feel like he probably should have put himself in a little better position coming down the stretch at Torrey Pines to get that done. So there's missed opportunities there, and he's still got three big opportunities left that he can take advantage of and really turn things around. Yeah, maybe he'll just win the FedEx Cup. Who knows? Take the 15 million bucks home. Uh, here's where we're at. Uh, by my clock, it's 8.40 p.m. on the East Coast, which means this IPO phase is going to close in about – 17, 18, 19 minutes, something like that, just before 9 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're getting your bids in right now. We're kind of going tier by tier here to talk through some of these players. And I'm going to give away another $20 here. So go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat. That's how you get entered, just like Tyler did. T-Walt3, congratulations. That $20 is going to you. And I've got 60 more to give away this evening. I'll do that uh, three more times throughout the night and of course if you have not signed up if you have not deposited on jock market yet if you haven't downloaded the app use the code power it is the best promo code out there it is up to a 50 dollar deposit bonus back to the big board here joe and there are still um some big names lurking and the guy that i think most people are throwing their hands up and and wondering what to do with is is dustin johnson he Mm. has not he's not had a good year he hasn't won um, the positives are he's currently going for $5. I imagine he's going to go for more than that, but to put this into perspective, $5 means he has to finish 23rd or better. And he is the second pre-ranked golfer, meaning that only John Rahm breaks ties from him. So anybody else who's tied with Dustin Johnson, he is going to have the edge there. Where do you stand on DJ? Um, it depends on the price for me. Obviously, at this, going for like half the price of Rom, I'd be very bullish on DJ. I do feel like he played pretty well in Memphis. Um, I don't know that things are firing on all cylinders, but he's the type of guy that that when he's got it, the majority of his game going in the right direction, he doesn't need it all to be firing. He's that good. Um, you mentioned the second pre-rank, which if he's tied with anyone, he's going to be the one that gets the higher payout of the two, three, four, or five. I mean, we had six guys in a playoff last week. So it's a big difference. The guy who was pre-ranked the highest of those six guys, um, you know, ends up getting 20 bucks a share. The guy who was pre-ranked the lowest, which was Roger Sloan, got $14 a share. So that can make a huge difference going into something like this, something to definitely factor in uh, when building your portfolios. Make sure you check those pre-ranks. 
Yeah, and I like I like the way you put that. You know, essentially DJ going for half the price of John Rom. So to put that into perspective, if you're a buyer of Rom at nine dollars and nineteen cents, you're asking him to finish eleventh or better. You're asking Dustin Johnson at five dollars to finish twenty third or better. Just a, a a huge difference in the mm-hmm. pricing there. So uh, and especially with the payout structure in the way that it is, sub five dollars is where we start uh, to get into some names. Shocking to see Xander still here. This is this is not. Um, there is not a lot of positivity around Xander this week. And I, I know right? this for a couple of reasons. One, I haven't heard his name. Two, he's $4.44 right now. Three, I know that at um, a, a, a sports book that I can get the information from, he is nowhere near the top of the board in tickets or handle or anything like that. So there is there is not a positive sentiment on Xander this week. And it's kind of wild, you know, he finally like there was it felt like there was such a positive sentiment on it. But like there was this one knock on Xander of he's not closing. Right. Then then he he goes out and closes (laughs) like everyone's like, no, no, thanks on Xander now for me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We obviously didn't have the cash market for the Olympics where he would have had the huge boom. But I mean, the guy has put together unbelievable, consistent finishes. Um, has every tool in the bag that you would want it coming into an event right here. And, and frankly, right now, um, he's like the, uh, like just glancing down with my eyes, probably like the 20th or 21st guy on the board, way too low. He's the fourth ranked pre ranked golfer. Um, I'd be shocked if he's not within that top five when this thing closes. I would be too, but you never know. We'll see how it goes. Who else in this $4 range, Joe? I mean, I see a couple of guys like uh, Sergio Garcia and Russell Henley and Cam Tringale. Uh, Is there someone else in here that we should be keeping our, our eyes peeled on? Yeah, it's pretty balanced in this range. I like our guy Sam Burns a lot. You know, he yeah. played great in in Memphis. He could have easily, you know, if it doesn't lift that putt out and it goes another hole. Like, think about last week, right? The difference in like even Kisner telling his caddy like one of these days. I don't know if you saw this, but he told Dwayne when Adam Scott was lining up that putt, like one of these days I'm gonna have a putt for four feet to win this thing. And literally ten minutes later, ten minutes later. he like giving it to Scott. He had that putt so. So that could easily gone the other way. Sam Burns wins his second event of the season, and it's a WGC, and he's massively priced. I like Burns' upside a lot. I like Streelman, too. He's coming in with some great finishes. Let me just pull it up here really quickly in terms of uh, some of the ROIs he's made in jock market. But, you know, T7, T19, a 15th, a 13th, a 20th, an 8th, and some of the events prior to that where he's given you solid returns, very steady going to find a lot of fairways which you mentioned uh, is very important this week and, and a solid putter just doesn't seem to get himself into a lot of trouble um so hopefully this should be a good setup for him i like i'll give away uh 20 more dollars to the jock market here in a few minutes so make sure that your username is indeed in the chat uh the uh, the top of the board is starting to, sh- to fill out we have not seen much movement on john rom if any movement from nine dollars and 19 cents morikawa is a clear second and then spieth burger rory are starting to fill out the th- the seven dollar range and and we're seeing a little bit of movement uh from xander now up to 525 and hideki and bryson so this is starting to fill out a little bit so let's find some value because this is a week where you know golfers 75 to 124 are legitimate p 
PGA Tour pros that had to play well to get into this field, Joe. That's how the playoffs work. They, they couldn't be terrible this year. They've had to at least play well at some time. So when you start to look, let's call it $4 and under, Seamus Power, Matt Fitzpatrick, Max Homa, are any of these names jumping out to you? Because uh, I, I think this, I think these guys are much better this week in this position than we've seen in, in past weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one guy that, that kind of burned some people last week was Taylor Gooch, who's playing pretty well. He's sub $2 right now. Another guy sub $2 who's had a great year is, is Stuart Sink. I mean, he's been really solid. He's a dollar and 83 cents. So really cheap in terms of like the penny stock right now inside the top 40 in regards to pre-rank, um, you know, has a projected fair value on Sink of $4 and 91 cents. He's going for about a third of that right now with, with basically 10 minutes to close here. Um, so there's definitely some value that we see consistently in this 2 3 $4 range. If you just kind of create the bulk of your shares in your portfolio in this, that's been the most profitable range um, when you span like out the last year that we've been getting this data. Yeah, absolutely right. And Stuart Sink, while he hasn't been as good recently, he also – this is one thing we talk, we used to talk about a lot is – these cheaper guys, they can't really burn you all that much, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like right. two bucks a share, three bucks a share. The worst that can happen is they go down to a dollar a share. It's not that big of a deal. So sure. at, at these small prices, yeah, he's, he's returning minus 45% ROI, but kind of in real dollars, it's 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 not that big of, a, of an issue. So I, I do think that that is interesting. Um, let me give away some more money here. This one going to... <laughs> Just once, just once. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up with that. Usually takes a day or two. And I've got 40 more dollars to give away to the jock market this evening. So if you have not put your jock market username in the chat, uh, what are you doing? That is how you get entered for free money. And Joe, we're about nine, 10 minutes out. So, oh, we are seeing, seeing a little bit of movement from John Rom. So we might start to see that, but in the final 10 minutes here, the board is starting to take shape. We're starting to get laser focused. We're starting to turn our attention to certain guys. This is, this is really crunch time here. Yeah. I think this is the time where you got to start. You see a guy that you like, you got to start putting in one or two shares of him so that you can pull his, his info over to your orders tab. And that way you monitor where, your active, your price and your bid is and, and where his price is fluctuating. It makes it a little bit easier to sort of digest all that information, at least that I've found. Um, and that way, once these last couple of minutes come, then you only have two in, then you can just continue to add to that based on how far away his price is uh, from your target. But yeah, this is where we see things start to really take shape. I do see some movement on ROM. DJ is still sub $6, it would appear. So um, there's still plenty of value if you're willing to look outside of the lens of basically John Rahm and, and Colin Morikawa, who are the two highest priced guys that I'm seeing right now. I can't wait to see what happens with DJ. Five dollars and eighty-eight cents at the moment. Um, I mean, even Justin Thomas, five dollars and ninety-nine cents. I I cannot wait to see what do we think. So John Rahm is currently at nine seventy-eight, which is essentially asking him to finish uh, ninth or better. Ninth would be ten dollars per share. We know that John Rahm is routinely one of the most popular golfers on the slate, but we have literally not seen a field like this before. So do we start like, like I'll set the line at 1050. Does John Rom go for more or less than $10 and 50 cents? 
it's hard, right? And I think people are starting to realize this. Like very early on, Rick, it was routine for us to see Rom, you know, at eleven fifty, at twelve fifty, at eleven dollars. They're like back to back to back weeks, and it just makes it hard to really get a return. I mean, even you look at that U.S. Open win. You know, people paid eleven dollars a share for him. It's returning. It's great, one hundred twenty-seven percent ROI. But you almost got that on Russ Henley last week with a seventh place finish. So there's other ways where you can spend it, which is a little safer. That can give yourself some more upside. That said, um, yeah, he's so good that it it does tend to feel like a relatively safe play for him to finish basically tenth or better this week. Um, if that's how you want to go about building your portfolio. If okay, so if we look at this snapshot of the board right now, uh, from nine seventy eight down to five dollars, who stands out to you as the most mispriced golfer? That could be someone who you thought would be cheaper now, or you thought would be more expensive right now. Who's the most mispriced? I just did a little refresh here. It, it would appear to me, if I'm up to date, that Burger is the third place price guy in the field, which is, is surprising to me. Um, I feel like when you go down the board to like 12th or 13th with Xander and DJ right next to each other at basically 625, I feel like they're the most underpriced. So that would be sort of the, the inflation versus uh, some value that I see at this time. But we know, you know, eight minutes to go here or so that can all change very quickly with one guy who wants to dump uh, 50 shares of DJ and it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> we might know that guy who might be, might be sitting right in front of us here. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I think um, to me, and again, I'm, I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, but maybe just the most surprising is, is, is Bryson $6 and 20 cents. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know if I'm surprised because he's too cheap or he's too expensive, but I just have a hard time believing that. A, I don't know what he has eight or nine wins now that that guy could be $6.20 with like six minutes to go. I just Rick, have let me ask time. you about somebody. I want to get yeah. your pulse on somebody. Sure. Because I don't know what to do with him this week. Justin Thomas. I I had him at the WGC. It's it's seemingly all one club right now. He's he's loose with the driver, but he's always been loose with the driver. Yeah. He can't make a putt right now, and it just feels like there's so much value if he can just putt level to the field, if he can get that to flip one week. I don't necessarily think he's a bad putter, but it has been horrible, and I'm looking at his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine starts in a row where he's losing ROI in the jock market. Like, yeah. this is, Are we at the low point with JT? Is this a good spot where you think that, that you can definitely buy low? I do. I think that I'm growing in optimism. So um, JT is actually, this is going to make me sound stupid, but like actually kind of easier to predict than most guys because he usually foreshadows it, right? And we've talked about this before. The best, mm -hmm. the best blueprint for JT is basically be like a zero driver because he's loose, but he hits it far enough. Like be a zero driver, but be the best in the world with your irons and wedges. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the blueprint. And then the putter has always been an issue. Minus five, you know, plus one, he won an event where he lost strokes, uh, putting, I believe at, at Memphis, uh, uh, 
I guess that was last year. It's it's just like this is this is kind of a similar blueprint. Now, what we saw at Fed, at FedEx is the horrible putter, like you mentioned, but the return of the approach game, which is now four weeks in a row, he's gained strokes on approach. Two out of those four, he's gained over three. That is to me. The, that's the signs. We're, we're starting to see the signs. I don't know how close we are, but I think we are getting closer to him being being back and making a lot of noise. Good. That's comforting to hear because I'm thinking about it this week. It just it, it felt like last year he was like an he was in this Morikawa mode where it was like an automatic top ten for him. Yeah. Um, and it's been a while, like 82nd, 40th, 42nd, 40th. Like these are the more common numbers that I'm seeing this year. Um, and I just feel like he's so talented. It's a matter of time before it returns. And, and $6 a share seems like a pretty fair price. We are moments away from this IPO closing. So, Joe, we are going to bid you adieu. We are going to say okay. go have some fun. Get your portfolio all stacked up. Uh, we are going to spend the next couple of minutes uh, with me taking you the rest of the way on the big board. I just gave it a refresh. And if you have not dropped your username, your jock market username into the chat, that will enter you into a draw. I still have 40 more dollars to give away. No surprise for the man at the top of the board. His name is John Rahm. He's $10.16. The Open Championship is the last time we saw him was $10.31 that week. He is your number one pre-ranked golfer. And if you're a buyer at $10.16, you are asking him to finish eighth or better. So we are starting to get very much up the board on John Rom. A gap, a $2 gap to the next closest uh, golfers. One of them is Colin Morikawa at $8.06, and the other is Jordan Spieth at $8. If you're a buyer at those prices, you're asking those two golfers to finish 13th or better. Then, Daniel Berger, the surprise to Joe. Daniel Berger's great, but he is now currently the fourth most expensive golfer at $7.86. He is more expensive than Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. I've heard of that guy. Let me give this a refresh here because it is 856 and we are about to enter that window of this IPO phase where this can close at any time. It starts about, I think we figured it out to be about 857. There's a 90 second window in there that this IPO can close. Uh, Paul Casey and Justin Thomas. Oh, maybe we gave JT the bump here because Justin Thomas is now up to $7.01, or maybe that was Joe placing those bids on JT. He is the third pre-ranked golfer, so the only golfers that he is going to lose in a tie to are Dustin Johnson and John Rahm. It's pretty pretty solid, and a $7.01 investment is asking him to finish 15th or better in a field of 124 golfers. We're starting to see Dustin Johnson make his way up the board a little bit. $6.99 for DJ, who has not won this year, has basically told us he hasn't played well and he's trying to figure it all out but he feels like he is close six dollars and 99 cents behind him it's scotty scheffler and brooks kepka uh kepka six dollars and 79 cents we know that when he gets to an, uh, an event that is worth a lot of money when all of his best peers show up that usually gets the best out of brooks kepka and by my clock it's 857 so i believe that we have entered that window and at some point we just got a very very early no. close no, yeah. that's, the, that's like the earliest ever. It was like right at, like, honestly, my clock switched to 857 and it was immediate. I was getting ready to like bring us around the home stretch here. Oh, like the final turn. Wow, that's going to throw some people off. I think it's going to work kind of two ways that we've usually seen it, right? We're going to see people that get in, get in at a very low price. 
but you're also going to see people with a lot of money sort of left in their account because they weren't able to place all their sort of shares. And I think that I'm kind of falling in the middle there. I was going to say, which one are you of those two of those? I'm kind of in between. Like, you know, I usually get my seven guys. It looks like I only got five here this week because I I was busy scrolling the board while this thing closed. So uh, it's all part of the game. You just don't know. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a look at Joe's portfolio. We're going to look at the big board, but while we, we let the dust settle and we let all of the, uh, you know, all of the, the, the big board update and all that stuff with pricing. So while we do that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to give away 20 more dollars. And this one is going to go to, uh, fairway management, I believe is what that is. Tom, congratulations. We'll get you set up there. I wonder if he's like a turf guy. I don't know. Um, I have 20 more dollars to give away. So if you are going to, if you want to win free money, which I always encourage you to do, uh, drop your jock market username in the chat. And I have one more draw before we get out of here. So Joe, before I uh, reveal the big board, why don't we go over your portfolio for this evening? You said you ended up getting five golfers, correct? Yeah, I got five and they're in. It's a lot which, of guys. By the way, of- can I, can I, before we do that, uh, yeah. last week you had Kevin Kisner last week, you had Roger Sloan. Uh, you yeah. were, you were rocking and rolling last week, I believe, sir. Yeah. Finished fourth on the leaderboard last hey, week. Uh, so okay. it was a great, you know, a top five here for your host. Um, it was a fun week. Yeah. Kisner and Sloan. So that was a ton of fun. Let's see if we can do it again. I got a lot of guys up top. I really didn't, uh, wasn't able to search. I did get, I'll start at the bottom. Cause that's where we kind of started with market movers. And I got my penny stock. guy. I got Adam Hadwin. $2.88 a share. I think that uh, he's in for a made cut this week and hopefully can perform maybe top 30, return me some uh, some solid you know profits there. Okay. Then I got a mix of guys. So my two sort of middle of the range guys, one that I did get was Webb, who I mentioned. Um, I, I, I feel like things are trending and I just feel like he's a little bit undervalued in terms of where else he's at on the board. $6.30. And then Matt Fitzpatrick was was really cheap for me at five bucks. He's just not very popular in these type of formats. So I feel like I haven't heard much about him all week. The sentiment really isn't there. And I feel like he's got sort of top 10 upside. And then my two guys at the top, like I feel pretty good about both of these, but I, it's more than I usually reach. Xander at 725. Wow. Um, you know, he's got to finish basically top 15 this week in a shorter field. Uh, you know, in a playoff type event where he usually excels. And then Morikawa, who I think ended up as probably the second highest priced player. I love his ability to top 10 this week. I mentioned that seven of the eight previous events before the St. Jude, he was able to do so. Um, and he's got to finish 12th or better for me this week. So I got Morikawa at 8.19 a share. Yeah, so those, those are my guys this week. Um, didn't get as much as I like, but I got some got some play money left around to to issue some bids if you guys got shares of my boards. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the other thing is uh, now you've got some money to spend here. Hadwin, Webb, Fitzpatrick, Xander, Morikawa round out Joe's portfolio for this very early lock this evening. Here's the big board. Uh, so John Rom finished at ten dollars and sixteen cents, which is basically where he was. I don't know, the last minute or so. We didn't see any late move on 
John Rom, $10.16. That's no surprise. We talked about Colin Morikawa at $8.19, $8.05 for Jordan Spieth. Daniel Berger did indeed finish as the fourth most expensive golfer, Joe. So he is more exp- – I-, I love Daniel Berger, but it's a little yeah. bit jarring to see him be more expensive than Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Bryce yeah. DeChambeau, Patrick Kelly. I could go on and on, right? I mean, stop yes, me right. stop me when I get to the guy that Daniel Berger should be below, but I don't, I don't think it should be ahead of all those guys no yeah he's clearly overvalued dj's the guy that i said i was going to go for was the guy that i had on my screen was literally pulled up as this thing closed on here so he's the one that i missed out and i regret on certainly um 705 is is a ridiculously good price on him as the second rank pre-ranked player in the field um yeah but he there's no reason that burger should be higher than about those next eight guys on the board but but we'll see how things shake out you know he he it hasn't won in a while, but he's top like fiving a ton of different events. Uh, but I just feel like the caliber of player below him holds a lot more win equity here. Austin in the chat is already trying to make a deal with you. He says, I have five shares of Brooks, Joe. I'll make you a deal. Nothing I hate more than having five or less shares of a guy. I always have to sell. So there you go. You got. You I'll got pay the money. IPO price right now <laughs> if you want to just cut bait, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so Xander at $7.25 is essentially 14th or better. Similar, uh, similar finishing position uh, ask for Dustin Johnson. So those two are certainly someone or two golfers that I think we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, Cantlay and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, $7 a piece. I'm trying to see who else is interesting here. Um, man, I kind of like all these prices on most of these guys. Ants, or excuse me, uh, Scheffler, $6.88. Webb, you mentioned at $6.31. Harris English at $6.20. I don't, I don't mind any of these. Yeah, there's a lot of safe plays in there. Hovland feels like a pretty good price as well. You know, Reed, you mentioned defending champion who just has – He's just got this knack of just like coming into places where maybe this, this, you know, he burns all the stat models and he just performs and comes out and wins. Um, you know, you've got the Euro guys there all in a row that I see that I kind of like in Hatton, Poulter, Fitzpatrick, all right there at five bucks. Yeah. Um, I think that they all could set up very well this week. So, you know, anytime we get the early close, like we saw, we're going to see what is seemingly a lot of value on a lot of players. I'm trying to just uh, write down what our market movers went for here. So I my blue chip was Rory. He went for 726. Yours was Morikawa. He went for 819. I had McNeely in the mid, $4.25. Webb yeah. was yours. He went for 631. Sloan went for 351. And Hadwin went for 288, right? That's what you paid for. Yeah. Okay, cool. So those were our market movers for this evening. Trying to see if there's – I mean, I, I'm, I'm super enamored – by the bottom of this board, uh, someone you mentioned, Stewart's think three dollars and twenty-one cents. I mean, what's the ask on three dollars and twenty-one cents? You're asking him to finish thirtieth? No, thirty-first, yeah. thirty-first in a hundred and twenty-man field for a guy who's won twice this year. Yeah, I know it's not bad, right? Um, Kokrak, I felt like was pretty low. Like even some of these guys, like sub two bucks. Like I feel like has some upside. Higgs. Um, Malnati, like right there, Doc Redman is 205. Um, Sam Ryder had a good, but there's there's just a lot of names. McCumber played incredible last week, is two dollars and fifteen cents. Snedeker, who I mentioned top five tier before, is 222. So, um, there's a, just seemingly like so many different ways to play this, um, and mm-hmm. avenues that you can take. Phil, someone just mentioned at two dollars and thirty cents, which is also pretty intriguing. 
Uh, so, so yeah, there's just so many different ways you can play it, whether you're trying to find your value up top or you just want to pound away at these sort of penny stocks and hope one of them pop. Higgs for a dollar seventy six. I mean, what, uh, what's the, what do you lose there? There's really no downside to it, right? I mean, seventy six dollars, no, seventy six cents a share is the worst yeah. that can happen to you. I think that's interesting because he, uh, I don't remember exactly what he did, but he closed on Sunday at the Wyndham in a big way. He mm-hmm. played in that little match with Phil and yeah. those guys. He is now cheaper than he was at Wyndham, and I would say there's reason to be a lot more optimistic in him and he's a popular guy. So I guess I'm just surprised that nobody, nobody was willing to pay more than that for him. Look at did. Yeah. Mac, like look at Mac Hughes at $2 and 55 cents. Like if you pull up his numbers in his last five starts, like a couple of massive return ROIs in there, like this guy has really been playing pretty well. um, And he's in the bottom sort of, 25 30 percent of this board here uh you know another guy i think with some some big time upside and has proven to top 10 in strong fields like the u.s open i mean the guy's been right there he has returned you a profit in four of five and three of those have been at least 150 percent roi so uh, and now he's cheaper than he was at the Wyndham, he's cheaper than he was at the Rocket Mortgage. He's cheaper than he was. No, he's a little bit more expensive than he was at the U.S. Open. But very, very interesting. So, uh, wow. I think there is, uh, with the the strength of the field combined with the uh, very, very, very early close, maybe the earliest close we've ever seen, uh, there uh, there is some value out there. And now a lot of people with some dollars in their account to mess around over the next four days. Yeah, we'll see a lot of storylines like we talked about last week of guys that are really trying to play to to make an additional week next week and get inside of that that top 70. So um, there's a lot of different ways to play it. Pay attention to the cut line. Pay attention to any sort of potential uh, weather draw that there may be out there. But um, yeah, a a lot of different a lot of early value, which will hopefully lead to, to more fluidity and people willing to sell for a fair price because they got a good, really, a really good price coming into it. Here you go. Last $20 into the jock market goes to grip it and rip it. Greg, congratulations. We'll get you all set up with your $20 there. Uh, as we head out of here, don't forget to use the code power. It is the best coupon out there it is up to a 50 dollar deposit bonus um we are again this is our last uh this is our last cut event joe so next week when we come back for the bmw championship and we're down to 70 golfers that is going to be a no cut event and then of course the tour championship 30 golfers and then we're right back at it for the start of the new season but this is the last uh no or the last cut event here for this season Yep, we'll close out the uh, super season, hopefully with a bang here in these next three events. Uh, The playoffs are always a ton of fun, ridiculously strong field this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Liberty National is able to give us and and how this thing plays out. I'm going to make sure that I stay tuned uh, up to date on this app to see if I see any uh, perceived value. And I'll try to tweet things out throughout the weekend if I see something I really like. Same time and place next week, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Follow Joe on Twitter at Tor Picks. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. By the way, how did you get at Tor Picks? That feels like a pretty like good – were you like a first person on Twitter kind of thing? You know what? No. 
Um, this was like <laughs> summer okay. of 2018, uh, but I do feel like it's it's, it's, it's a great move by me, right? Great for yeah. SDO, great for I, I feel like it's a pretty valuable handle. If anyone out there really wants it, oh, um, you're selling as it? we talk about here, there's a price for everything. <laughs> Rick yeah. Run Good. Rick Run Good, maybe less popular, but still very good in its own right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, tour, it's not tour picks one, two, three. It's it's tour <laughs> picks. I'm like, how does he get that? That's good stuff. All right. Follow us both on Twitter. We will see you same time next week. Good luck. And uh, this has just started. So go out there and buy some shares. Later. Peace.